That there's some hoes in this house. <laughs> there are no hoes in this house. There are, there are some only in this house. No, because the hoes ain't loyal. We got oh, we got oh, loyalty man. here on on Hami Media Group. Very true. Very very well put, sir. Of course, leave it to bells to put it all in perspective. What is going on? It is the Wednesday locker room here on Hami Media and the PW Hustle Networks. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, Mecca G. You know the deal. Uh, what's up? Uh, Fourth of July was dope. Um, I didn't do anything. I sat home and watched the Twilight Zone marathon because they gave it again. I was just complaining about how they weren't doing it, and boom, we got the Twilight Zone marathon. It was the new episodes of the Twilight Zone, but those are fantastic with with uh, Jordan Peele. They're great. Go watch them if you haven't seen them yet. So I sat down and, and did that for the Fourth of July, and we cooked up some burgers. And I and I I uh, I also watched uh, Indiana Jones and um, Raiders to the Lost Ark with my kids because I had to catch them up on everything. So I got to give them a little bit of a history lesson about the Ark of the Covenant. That was very cool. But whatever, forget all that. We could talk about that later. We're doing professional wrestling and a bunch of other stuff here today with the Andrew Bello has a PhD in NXT, the God of Thunder. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Not too much, man. Let's crack a lack in Wednesday locker room listeners and viewers now. It's weird. This is still weird that, the, you know, be, before we went live on YouTube, we used to just do this on a Skype call. So ostensibly, from my perspective, it's really not all that different. However, we are live on YouTube, which makes this a little weird. But nevertheless, I'm ranting for no particular reason. And y you'll hear plenty of this voice throughout the night. Believe <laughs> you me. So for now, let's give it a little break and introduce the main event. Yep. And he comes to us from the island of Rhode by way of the Denver airport. He stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds, all biceps. He is the master of the massive memories, the connoisseur of colossal kajungas, and the hunker of huge hooters. Yes, that's still Triple H. He's sexy. No, not Triple H. He's stranglery. This guy right here. Strangler Steve. Boom. Boom. Thanks, Bells. That was awesome, man. Thank you. I, I, every week I, I look forward to that. And every week it's just <laughs> the best part of my week, man. We have to find a way to make know. that like a ringtone or an alarm for you know, somehow. Right? So you... <laughs> every time you text yeah. me, you should be like, boom, boom. <laughs> this is cool, man. Hey, it's been it's been a fast week. We're here again at the Wednesday locker room. It's great to see you guys. Yeah, it's been a it's been a strange week for me because I've been getting over you know, two weeks ago, I got uh, food poisoning twice in one week, and literally just 
like the end of yesterday, I finally started feeling back to normal. Today was an wow. actual normal day where I could eat. And uh, my wife and I went to Denny's. I got a big double cheeseburger. Oh, <laughs> it was like heaven. Just being able to have a full meal and not worry about an explosion happening. It was like horrible the last two weeks. Although I did have to say, I lost 15 pounds in two weeks. Wow. But God knows that, you know, I was, it was rough, dude. It was rough. I like look at something and I would lose either one end or the other. So it was not a good time. And I'm not a puker, but this had, I puked twice in the last two weeks, which is not a strangler type of thing to do. But uh, luckily I'm on the mend, man. I'm back to normal and feeling pretty good. And uh, it's great to be hanging here with you guys. Hopefully you guys had a better week than I did. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Uh, not eventful to say the least. We didn't do much of anything and, and uh, saw some professional wrestling. That was kind of cool. I was supposed to go to SmackDown on Friday. That didn't work out because the freaking place was actually sold out. Wow. And, and, wow. and my kid is like, let's go, let's go see it. And I'm trying to find tickets. And they were ridiculously expensive on StubHub. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I am not what doing. What were they asking? Like several, like four hundred bucks each, something. At least, right? Yeah. For some of these tickets, and um, we didn't even get to see Cody Rhodes. I was like, no, 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 nah, nah, like, like uh, LA Knights, <laughs> out of the question. You're not gonna give me Cody Rhodes. What am I showing up for? Roman wow. Reigns? Fuck You're the guy. Know. You're the one Come guy on. buying a ticket to see Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you because you have kids. Oh, well, my kids, you know, love Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me and my kids, you know, my, my or my child. No, actually, you know what? Like, um, he really wanted to see Cody, so I'd have been pissed if I bought those tickets that Cody had show up. Well, I'd Cody's have... on Raw. So like, that was my rationale, Steve. I was like, you know, it's Madison Square Garden; they're gonna show up, right? Because they always do at Madison Square Garden shows, even if it's a dark match or after the fact, right? But they would have seen him in like a in a, in a, in a uh, recap reel. Because yeah. during that show, they had probably 18 minutes of recap. Yeah, <laughs> so you spent yeah. 450 bucks a seat, you know, to watch like 18 minutes of recap. Like, nah, I'm good. I was watching it at home for free. <laughs> so that's what we did, man. We sat at home and watched the show. It was it was whatever it was. Um, and then we came home and, and watched Collision after that or whatever. And and uh, that was on Saturday. Rushed home to see uh, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. And you know, I mean, everybody knew everybody knew CM Punk was going to win this thing. You know, but it, I, I don't know. I kind of wanted it to be. And it was it was just to, to link it back to Cody Rhodes and and Brock Lesnar. It was kind of a Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar finish. You know, CM Punk rolled him up, ran out, pinned him. You know, it was kind of a sneaky thing. It wasn't a decisive victory. And that was that. And I get it. I understand. I would have loved to have seen CM Punk lose. That shit would have been dope if they actually would have had the balls to go through with that. But no, that's not what they did. Uh, and I thought the match was a little bit underwhelming, but I think it was the commercial interruptions throughout it. It, it still had that that uh, uh, aura about it that people wanted to tune in and see it. Because I remember running in and, and my, my son was at Collision and I didn't give a fuck. And then I was like, oh, it's CM Punk and Samoa Joe. I'm like, turn it on real quick. I, I'd love to see this and see what happens. So there's still something there. But overall, the match, I was just like, ah, whatever. What's up, Bells? Did you get a chance to see? 
I did not. I didn't even know this was going on, and I apparently wasn't on wrestling Twitter at all because I totally just like whoosh went right past me. But um, yeah, I probably will will go back and check it out. Much like I did eventually go back and check out Danielson versus Okada, which was fucking totally worth it. Um, but, and yeah, I'll probably go back and 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 see what happened here. But based on everything you just told me, thanks for all the spoilers. Um, <laughs> I I can't say that I'm gonna like it. Uh, yeah, I want to see I want to see Samoa Joe fucking steamrolling people, and I understand yes. that that's not something that can happen 100 percent of the time. But CM Punk has obviously established himself as the type of guy that can really do no wrong in the professional wrestling business, and for some reason, there's always just gonna be like a percentage of people that just fucking love him. In a way, he's kind of like the Donald Trump of professional wrestling, but that's <laughs> that's neither Absolutely. here nor there. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just kind of it is what it is. I want to see Joe succeed way more than I want to see Punk succeed Me on too. all fronts, both character wise and as people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, so I, I think that's why I have such a typically I'm not like that. Like I'll see a match and I'll, I'll appreciate it for what it is. But I think that's why I was like, eh. Cause I knew what was going to happen. It was kind of predictable and my guy didn't win. And I knew it was going to, it wasn't, he wasn't going to win, but still like I, I, I was kind of hoping that maybe I got something, but no. Um, it, also this Owen Hart tournament, man, it's, oh man. And now they're doing some other thing. They're doing the random tag team. Like they pick a tag team out of a fucking, I don't know, like, like a, a, a freaking machine with balls in it. And they take out a ball and they're like, Oh, Bello, you're going to tag with, Colin Wysong today against oh, some God. random tag team. And they didn't even, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I watch the product as much as I can, and I don't remember an explanation as to why this is going on. I don't know. I'm sure they gave one. I just don't remember one. But regardless, Steve King, what are you thinking? You saw the match. You saw CM Punk and Samoa Joe. What's I, I, I love the match. I, I'm just, I'm sorry you didn't like it. But like you said, if commercial breaks really hurt the psychology of a match. If you're watching right. a match from Bella Bell, those those breaks really hurt, and uh, it, it's too bad that they didn't do one of those special event things where they say like the main event will go commercial free because I think it would have helped the match. But overall, I, I and everybody knows I'm not a big CM Punk fan, but I'll tell you what, finally for the first time in a long time, I think uh, AEW ended with the best match of the night. I thought it was a great main event placement. Everything you know led up to that match during the night. Samoa Joe in one night proved why he still has a contract after all these years. And, um, you know, I think he earned his entire yearly salary, making Punk look like a star in that ring because it, it takes two to tango, as we know, in this business. And, um, you know, I, I could watch uh, Joe wrestle every day. He's just a monster. And he did take the majority of the match. I think he had probably 70% of the match, which he should at his size. Plus, he's the Ring of Honor television champion and whatnot. And just... Recently, I was the, also the TNT champion, and uh, you know I think he was in a, he was looked at very favorably in this match, and I feel like Tony should be looking at Joe as like a possible headliner to continue. Like, get him wow. out of that Ring of Honor television stuff. Get him in your AEW click. Get him in on TV regularly. Possess him, at, you know, position him as a real threat to most of the talent. Whether you want to have him as a baby or as a heel or just as the guy who just beats ass, you know, like. He's the total credible threat. You look at the guy and think, I probably couldn't take that guy in the street fight. I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Uh, you know, because like, he just has that credibility. And it's hard to think, but just like a year and a half ago, he was NXT champion. And then they just took the title off of him and let, let him go for yeah. literally no reason. You know, so it's just that was very, very strange. He could, he could always have something like that to complain about on the mic if he ever, if they were looking for ideas. 
anyway, you know, and uh, but I think he did a great job with Punk. Punk looked great. Punk sold all of his stuff, and it's not hard to sell it for Joe because, like I said, Joe's such a monster. How could you not? And plus, you don't want to get on his bad side. You sell like a motherfucker for a guy like that because I'd rather sell for the work shit because if he were to really sit on you, he'd break your ribs pretty quick and... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows the ins and outs, so you know you don't want to mess with the guy. But even though he's he's like a baby kitten, yeah, he's just he's just kid gloves, and he's a sweetheart of a guy. And I, you know, I've known him since two thousand. And um, first time I ever met CM Punk is when Joe introduced me to him when we were at the uh, New Japan Dojo in LA on Ocean Boulevard, and uh, we all got together and had a great workout over the weekend during that time. And uh, you know, it was a great time, and it's great to see them after all these years still. You know, working together and putting each other over big time, and um, you know, hopefully this means uh, bigger and better things for Joe going forward in the in the AEW bubble. No, I'd I'd love to see Samoa Joe roll up to MJF and choke him the fuck out. I believe it. I'd yeah. love to see it, and, and, yeah. and you can have a run talk as shit to Joe. Let's see how that goes for you. Yeah, right. like that. That'd actually be a very compelling little rivalry there. I could right. see. That. No, I, I want to see him get a run with the title. Listen, yeah, I like him, I like MJF quite a bit. But uh, th- this title run is lackluster, in my opinion. You know, um, let's, yeah, let's, it's already boring. Right. Let's give it some steam. It, it, there's no one that's going to be pissed at Samoa Joe carrying that belt. No. Right. Have, make him the buzzsaw that he's supposed to be. Make him the the juggernaut. Make him choke out. I mean, beat the crap out of people. Would you have like, him booked as like a baby or a heel as a champ? A heel, man. Yeah, a heel. Like, like I mean, a nonstop. Like, kind of like a tweener, but leaning towards the heel. A, a nonstop, like I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. No nonsense, Kenta style. You know, the, here's what I'm doing, Kenta in Noah. Back in the day, I'm gonna kick. I you think you the- mean Hideki Itami style. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like that guy. I'm gonna kick you in the face several times, and 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 you may not have any teeth after this. You know, um, that's what I would book him as, and and literally give him a run with that. And 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 you know what? Since they're, they're making a Brian Danielson, like uh, irrelevant, have him try to take the title from Joe and Joe choke him out a couple irrelevant. of times. Irrelevant. He just went over on the number yeah, one guy in the world by a tap out. Understood. Understood. But before that, it was very questionable. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I agree with you. I right. agree with you. It was very quite and, and I was shocked as hell when he beat Okada, right? And and you're right, the number one guy in the world made him tap, very respectful, all of that. But before that, it was like, what's going on here? So I have Joe choke him out. Have Joe choke everyone out and then make somebody. You make somebody off of Samoa Joe. He can be your Brock Lesnar. And the AEW fan would eat it up alive, I think, personally. Steve, I'm throwing it back to you. I definitely think he could be the Brock Lesnar in there because definitely he's pretty much one of the biggest guys besides maybe uh, Hobbs or... um, Hmm. Luchasaurus. uh, Luchasaurus, yeah, big guy, but no direction whatsoever. No personality outside of the hood. But um, uh, the other guy who they were really heating up for a while, that was MJF's, uh, you know, minion. Forgot his name, he, right? He just cut his hair recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, not yeah. Hobbs, obviously. The guy that Hobbs, the title went back and forth between the two. But you the know what I'm about. No, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. I got to get his name. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. It's, just, it's slipping. But, I mean, yeah, Joe could definitely be positioned as a top guy, uh, baby or heel. I, I, could, I can see it going either, either way. Shot him as a heel. He gets over with so many victories, people start thinking, man, he's a badass and he's a baby face. <laughs> you could you could run that all day long. You could definitely get a an eight month run, a year run if you wanted to. But Wardlow. Um, Wardlow. Thank Wardlow. you. Wardlow. Yeah, he they they had a hot property with him for a little bit and they just didn't know what to do with it. And now he is one hundred percent cooled off. 
Right. He does not have anywhere near the cachet he had six months ago. Oh, no, not even close. That's just bad vision on the company's behalf. But, uh, yeah, a guy like Joe can keep himself over. He knows how to do it. He's withstood the test of time. He's been in every television company and, um, you know, is, is still, after all these years, such a valuable asset to have that he could help make a ton of new guys if he really needed to. No, I, I agree 100%, man. Um, Bells, you alluded to it a little bit, but I want to get your comments on it. If if he had a run, do you think it'd be a good thing for AEW? Would you be interested in watching the product a little bit more if Samoa Joe was the guy on top beating people's ass? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and I, I've probably said that about the other things in the past in regards to AEW and still haven't actually watched. But I, I think, yeah, no, if Joe, Samoa Joe came out every week to crush every fucking Mark's dreams and just fucking... <laughs> pile drive fucking kenny omega and mjf and daniel bryan into the fucking Adam Cole. Really. yes 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 that's <laughs> yes. see that's what i'm baby that's yes that's <laughs> yeah i want to see joe just steamroll pretty much everybody on this roster so yeah i i think i'd be down for that and then yeah. you know if and when he ultimately gives it up to somebody i can fucking hate that person for a while even though that's yeah. probably not the intended outcome Right, no, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm 100 with you. And, and my son, what's up? I'm sorry, Billy. Right? No, you're good, you're good. Uh, I was gonna say I could see like if there was a, you know, uh, they had like a, um, um, Samoa Joe as a heel champion run, and it's just going nonstop, and he's beating everybody's ass. Uh, and, you know, comes Moxley, and people will be like, oh fuck, because then it's, you know it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah. And they could just go into that whole series, God knows, of ridiculous, insane cage matches and whatever they can possibly throw at each other, and. You know, that could go either way. They could swap the title back and forth and just have a, you know, that that old style Southern, like, you know, leave it all in the ring type feud, an absolute real blood feud where you can, because of Moxley's size and where he's been, he has enough cachet mm-hmm. to be like, okay, he can go toe to toe with Joe just because he's such a nut. Right. You know what I mean? So he could at least have some incredible guys. One, you know, he's just like destroyed the MJFs and the under, you know, 205 live guys that, you know, he should like, eat like an apple and toss over his shoulder and move on to the next guy. So I, I think that'd be, I'd, I would, I would love to watch those guys go at it after something Hell like yeah. that. Hell yeah. I would love to see it. And yeah, Mox, Mox has credibility. I know, I know people are critical of him, but he, you know, former WWE champion and AEW champion several times already. I don't know, twice at least. Um, yeah. So people Three would times, take yeah. it, people would take it seriously, right? Mox versus, uh, versus Joe. I think people would would anticipate Mox winning, and hopefully, you know, Joe would choke his punk ass out several times, you know, and then make somebody off of that. That's ideally what they should do. Uh, free advice for AEW from the Wednesday locker room. Listen, go ahead, man. Go ahead and do this, man. Go ahead. Please, please. Uh, We're stopping him. Right. Ain't nobody stopping you. Ain't, ain't nobody stopping you but yourself. All right. But oh, here's what they're going to do. What they're going to do is uh, uh, um, Samoa Joe. Is going to be defending his television title against Orange Cassidy. He will lose to Orange Cassidy somehow, and uh, and that'll be the end of it. And then uh, and then uh, who's the other one? Who's the other fool? It's Orange Cassidy and somebody else that I can't stand in that. Co- oh, Jungle Boy! Jungle yeah. Boy will be the one that that like completely ob- obliterates Samoa Joe and, and actually beats Ugh. him in the middle of the ring. That's what that's what they would that do. That hurts I mean. my heart. 
they should, they should not only put Joe on top for a while, they should have Joe kind of like Kurt Angle this thing and just collect all the belts. And then they can consolidate a lot of these fucking useless belts down into totally maybe a that. handful of belts. Yeah. Totally for it. Totally for that. For that. That, that would be great if, if you did something like that. Clean it up. You could do so many things with Samoa Joe while you have. That's a, this. It's a. It's a. a fucking gold. And it's so have. marketable too. Right. Yeah. It's an. In addition to being believable, he's cool. He's got like a cool factor. Right. He sounds yeah. great yeah. on the mic. Like whether mm-hmm. heel or babyface, you just have him go out there and just like fucking rip on people, and it's great. Like it, it, almost every time. And sometimes he's biblical. Sometimes he's funny. Like sometimes he's you know he can he can really switch it up on you. And he'd be he'd be the perfect guy. To have like sitting on the chair with a belt next to Jimmy Fallon on a late night show, it would right. scare yeah, the pit right. out of him, and you would charm the hell out of him on top of it. I, I agree, hundred percent. Totally, one hundred percent. We are in agreement there, man. I, I think that would make a whole lot of sense. Uh, uh, streaming over to the WWE as a result of that, right? They got Brock Lesnar. Right? Um, I remember when Samoa Joe uh, went up against Brock Lesnar, and and. I, that left a lot to be desired that match or whatever. I mean, they gave, uh, you know, Samoa Joe a little bit, a little something, uh, but you know, Brock just beat the crap out of him. And I understand, I understand it's Brock Lesnar, but uh, great balls of fire. They, they, they could have done a little fucking, something more. There were the What's first 45 seconds of that match were fucking fire. Go back and watch that shit. Like when Joe was. was on top right out the gate and I was like in a bar in New York watching. Were you with me, Billy Red? Were, were you amongst this crew? Right. I was not. I but, wish I was. Yeah, but, a handful of us fucking watching this thing in a bar yeah. in NYC. And it, when Joe started getting it, you know, putting it to Brock, like people were going bananas in this place. Yeah. Like it, it was it was one of the cooler things I've experienced as as kind of like a wrestling fan in the wild. No, that, that's really cool. I, I remember watching. Uh, I, I saw the Royal Rumble with a bunch of people at a bar when when Daniel Bryan was supposed to come out and he never did. And and Rey Mysterio was ah. thirty. I was in there for that, and it was freaking <laughs> nuts, bro. Uh, the the guys from um, yeah, uh, I like wrestling. Were there, you know, on the, and th- that entire crew, uh, uh, A Track and the Professor were there. PW Hustle, right? And um, nice. Ray showed up. Um, some some of my guys from work showed up. Uh, Rosenberg was there. Not a huge fan, but he was there. Absolutely. We had a, we had a good time, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, when uh, when Rey Mysterio came out, bro, people freaking lost it in a bad way, not in a good way. And people love Rey Mysterio, but everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. That didn't happen. He didn't even come out. People freaking lost. People That's lost. one of those things that just makes me laugh as as like a, a, a not only a wrestling fan, but somebody who tries to kind of ana- analyze it on like a meta level is that like we are so conditioned as fans. That we wanted Daniel Bryan to come out 30 in the laziest fucking booking ever, just like they did with Cody Rhodes, and just like they did with Edge two years ago, and just right. like they did with like we're so fucking the, <laughs> yeah. the lowest, worst possible, like laziest outcome that gives us ultimately yep. what we want. We're like fucking giddy about it, and we're ready to riot if it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> and it's bizarre. It's it's really just mind blowing. No, we, we have to do a Royal Rumble together. Uh, we, we, we have to do that at some point. Cool. Um, but WrestleMania, Philadelphia, man. Uh, hey, listen, you guys got more than enough time. All the Hami Media Army, more than enough time. Get your tickets for Philadelphia, man. We're going to be down there. We're going to have some fun. 
It's gonna be dope. I can't freaking wait. There's this. There's this. Um, a store down there. I forget. I just followed them on Instagram, but it's all wrestling shit, like uh, vintage wrestling. I'm gonna send you guys a link. Oh, great! It's fantastic. I, I, it's, it's down in Philadelphia. I can't wait to get down there and and, and do all that. Regardless. So, so we got uh, Cody Rhodes against against Brock Lesnar one once again. One more time, right? Number three. We knew it was gonna happen. Very similar to uh, uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe. We know who's going to win this match, right? At least we know who should, right? If if we're going to finish this story or or move down finish the road. the story. Exactly, right? If, if we're going to move down the road with the story, right? Cody Rhodes should win this match, right? How should he win this match? And we kind of spoke about this before. On his back, getting pinned. That's how I should win that. <laughs> What's up, Chris? What's going on? Yeah, uh, dude, come on. Uh, so <laughs> over it. I'm so over it. I hate this feud. Mm. It's the most non-believable bunch of crap. And I get it. Yeah, it's pro wrestling and the story and this and that. But <sighs> I, there's just no way. And I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more. There's just there's no way to get Cody Rhodes over on Brock Lesnar where it looks anything real at all. This just does not work. What's he going to do? Knock himself out again or pin himself again because he won't let go of a fucking hole. I mean, it's just so fucking stupid. Right. They've already sold the, oh, well, Cody might, you know, has a bolt in his arm. Oh, didn't they do that crap with Lex Luger in 1993 and that shit didn't get over? It ain't going to get over it with <laughs> anybody else. It's a fucking else, heel shtick anyway, Bob Orton. Like, it, like oh, that, that, that shouldn't exactly. be a baby face shtick. He's fucking cheating. Well, that's because he's really a heel. <laughs> like I was saying, he he's really, really a heel. <laughs> Came out at 30, beat the number one guy in the Rumble, and he's happy about that? Really? You sure about that? You sure about that? Are you sure about that? Hey, man. That's not how you you build a baby face, everybody. But uh, hey, whatever. What what the fuck do I know? It's Cody Rhodes. He's the greatest thing since sliced fucking bread. But all you need now, apparently, is a song where someone chants something. Because there's like eight songs like that right now. And everybody just goes along because it's what you fucking do. So it don't have to be over anymore. You just need a song with a chant. That's you need it. the right That's, song. That's all you need. Listen, so. uh, Seth Rollins. I love Seth. I love him. I love the character he's doing. I, I get it. I get the whole deal. He would not be half as over as he is if it wasn't for that song. And that's just the reality of it. I don't think that means that they're really over. I think it's a fake parameter. Uh, barometer, you might be right. It's just I, people I who are doing it because they want to be on TV. Yeah, They want to yeah. just be part of what everybody's doing. But because WWE, smartly enough, trains everybody by putting it out there on the sound system where people are doing it because they've recorded it and then put it into the track. Oh, this is the part where we all do the thing. So then when they stop, it's the same with Jericho. He trained. He he got the people out in the crowd as plants to sing the song. Mm. People saw that happen, and they fucking like monkey see, monkey do. He he started training them on the Jericho cruise, no less. How the fuck did he was he able to do that? Gosh, I guess he was in control of the entire fucking cruise, considering it's his name on it, right? <laughs> so then they try it out there. They do their tester. They figure it out. Next AEW taping. Guess what, everybody? Here's all the videos online of everybody singing the song. We're gonna do it too. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so wait. So maybe all of those uh, podcasts he was doing about MK Ultra was research. He's like he's brainwashing uh, the Jericho-holics out there yeah. one at a time. You get onto the cruise, and all of a sudden, your mind is his. He's Seriously, breaking. He's breaking walls down in your mind. In your mind, you know, colonizing minds all over the place. No, man, absolutely, man. But the only thing I will give Seth Rollins is that 
he was smart enough or somebody was smart enough to tell him, hey, like uh, work this for all it's worth. Like get the people out there singing this song. And he's like, you're here and we're going to sing along. And everybody's here to sing with Seth Rollins. And he kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And boom, it took off. So good for him. I'm not hating. Good for him. Hold on for a second. Striz is yeah, Striz frozen is, up. Can you Striz see it? Okay, there oh, wow. Now, we got frozen Striz. We got ah, the Striz. Frozen yeah. Striz is gone now. I'm up Where here now. Us? I don't wow, like it up crazy. here. I'm <laughs> these guys, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, so, so, yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and and Finn Balor got over because of his song. You know, uh, Nakamura got over because of his yeah, song. Even Sammy, Ole, 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 before he even... They didn't well, even use that song, but they did the Ring of Honor crap. Right. Them. And, then and, and, they, and But they gave him another song that was just as chantable. And I hate that fucking song. Here we go. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, um, it's um, very simple. Yeah. It, it, it's it just is, like uh, it's like a it's like a movie with a really good trailer, but the movie's trash. And it's just right. like, oh, I made a bunch of money at the box office because they fucking tricked people into going to see it. Right. And gave them all the good stuff for free on the commercial. Yeah. With Cody, though, it's a little bit different because Cody's been walking around with that song ever since he left the WWE. Everywhere he's gone, that's been his theme song. No one did shit. AEW. Yes, but when it was his last days in AEW, he had that same very same song. He, he was booed out of the building. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. So he came over to WWE this time, and for some reason, that took off. WWE knows what they're doing sometimes. You know, it, it's just... Yeah, but the, yeah. The, the fans are the fans, man. And after a while, like, if they do... even if, I don't know how they're going to finish this thing with uh, Cody and Brock, but the fans are oh. going to turn on Cody I eventually. They're going I didn't to, get there. So. <laughs> What's not, I, What's I, as of right now, this match is just a straight-up match as far as we know. Yeah. Okay, because I remember reading somewhere a while back, some, some you know, fucking dirt sheet writer had... had mentioned that there would be a third installment and that it would in fact be some sort of crazy stipulation that we haven't seen in a while uh one of two things came to mind like they go old school with it like bull rope match that way he can kind of gimmick his way out into a victory um <laughs> and then here's the worst one Stris, this one's gonna drop you fucking crazy cody rhodes goes over brock lesnar in a lion's den match that's a stipulation <laughs> we haven't seen in a long fucking time. <laughs> that's the a, remember Shame. the Lions Shame. then? Oh, I wow. Back in yeah, the Ken that, Shamrock that, era, they used to make... It was like a mini steel cage octagon hybrid. It's like it's hard to really explain. Maybe Striz could do a better job, but it was it like... It almost looks like, like an upside-down funnel where it's smaller at the bottom, wider at the top. Hmm. You can walk around the top. There's a little bit of a platform, yep. but there's caging... It kind of goes up from a flat surface of about 10 feet wide at the bottom to about 15, 20 feet wide at the top. So it gets a little bit wider. You know what I mean? And, and it's um, just like caged, like, like chain it's like link a fence cage. all around it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 it, that would be ridiculous. I, well, I, I could see them doing it if they wanted to do a, like a uh, stip match where Cody goes over is like a TLC match where, you know, if he's using tables, I mean, or chairs and swinging chairs at Lesnar's head. You know, and Lesnar's an easy bleed. You know, I, I could see that being a thing. But, um, you know, they closed the SummerSlam early once when Lesnar opened up Randy Orton's head the hard way. Yes. And he just gushed, and they had to stop the match because they just couldn't close it in time. If Cody were to do something like that to Brock, at least it's something that has been done, but it's been a long time. We haven't seen it. Brock had done it to, you know, somebody yeah, else. That'd now be there's a bit of something happening to him. Because he is such a bleeder. I mean, look at his, his UFC stuff. Historically, he was always... A crimson mask, you know. Even when he gets cut and by accident, he got cut his eyebrow on one of those matches recently with Cody. 
he's going to get staples because his skin just like splits immediately and uh, he just gushes everywhere. So that way I could see it, but I still don't think it makes any other guys look good because it just seems like such a worked finish. Yeah. Yeah. Any chance Plus, we can get actual lions in the lions then match? Let's just have real lions around. I think that will make it, you know, very compelling. I don't and know. they have to wrestle with, with a, a waist, like a, like a, like a waist rope full of steaks, like raw steaks around their body. Yes. <laughs> they have to wear that like Lady Gaga meat dress. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's an evening gown match as well. Yes. Yes. You see what While doing an interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so here's what the WWE fucked up on, right? Well, they, they fucked up with Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. We already know this, but I have to mention it again just in case you forgot, all right? But an additional fuck up on top of that, the next program was supposed to be Brock Lesnar, right? So it was Cody Rhodes defending against Brock in some capacity or something like that, right? And they decided to go along with the Brock Lesnar program anyway. So they put themselves in a corner in a rock and a hard place with Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes you have to make Cody Rhodes win if you're going to follow through with the story at SummerSlam or at WrestleMania right he has to win but how does he beat Brock Lesnar how does he do it in a convincing way so it's the best two out of three I get it he he, he sneaked out with a victory the first time second time he loses even after having a steel arm right the third time even though it may not be believable, he has to beat Brock Lesnar convincingly in order to continue in a believable way for the story to, to continue. He cannot continue to beat this guy just, just skating through. That I will do... What's up? No, I was going to say, that also brings us to like the next interesting fact. It's like, what the fuck does he do until the Royal Rumble now? Like, all right, he beat Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Like, he's got Survivor Series, fucking Starcade, or, you know, fucking Great Balls of Fire, and all these other things between now and Royal Rumble. Like, who's he going to fight that's going to keep him Dom -dom. at this supposed Dom Dom? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, he's got, there's no one now, in, unless he's going back at Roman or unless he's going directly to Seth right now for some weird reason. Like, there's none of this adds up. You're just going to have, like, a lull of four months where he's sitting around with his thumb up his ass trying to keep getting this booed. heat, which he's, it's going to be impossible. Yeah, get, getting ready to get booed. Get, yeah. you know, they're setting him up for failure is what they're so doing. What if they had a lose or win but have an injury after the match and he's off TV again? Like a worked injury? Just to God, have him off And he TV comes back at the Rumble. I'm down. I'm, I'm down back at the Rumble. I'm That's down for it. That means he's never been really over them, buddy. Yeah, well, yeah. It's the only thing it's I can think of is if they did like a really personal feud, like if they got Gold Dust to come back and they had a fucking like knockdown, drag out fucking <laughs> feud for like a oh, few months. Then can he say at the end of the match, I need my brother? Like, yeah, yeah, some yeah. bullshit like that. Like, let do do all that nonsense over here at WWE all over again. I know Dustin doesn't want to come back for for you know and probably shouldn't at this I point. Hate, but I hate the fact that I'm agreeing with you so much this episode. But shit, yeah, that's a great idea. That could, like, that he doesn't could, really like, have any personal thing. Stephen Amell's coming back. Maybe he's gonna shift and have a fucking feud with him again. Like that's not. Is he? Is he coming back? <laughs> Apparently, he's making an appearance soon. So Brock's gonna fucking ragdoll him and make wow. Cody watch. It's gonna be fun. No man, I, I this is this is a problem for the Cody Rhodes story. And he just mentioned, I don't want to be. Um, I'm tired of being whatever in line. I want to be the guy. He just said. He just said this. 
on Raw. So you don't just say they, they told him to say something to that effect or exactly that. So what what are they doing? What are they setting up for? I mean, is this is this still for WrestleMania or not? Right? Or does he does he go after Seth and and then and then he gets cashed in on or something, you know, with by uh by uh what's his face? Damien Priest. Senior money in the bank. Right. You know, <laughs> Senior Money in the Bank, Damien Priest. I want to talk about the uh, about those dudes for a little bit too. Um, I, I I am really digging what they're doing all of a sudden. Uh, regardless of that, um, they 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 messed up. They messed up with Cody Rhodes. Um, they they, they maybe overestimate. They might still be able to pull this off. I, I I am just very very skeptical on them being able to do it, and and it's it's becoming harder and harder. And bells, you 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 made a great point. You just you just got him up up against Brock Lesnar now. What are we doing for the next second for the second half of the year? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? It's yeah. it's Seth Rollins is the only viable thing, right? Who else Randy, does he wrestle? Like Randy Orton, like you know, maybe you maybe that happens. Maybe Randy like Orton, and he has to beat Randy Orton. Yeah, yes, and Randy Orton is 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 over, huge. When well, he comes, he comes back, back, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy pop. Yeah, it's yeah, like well, nothing you've seen. Right. What's it'll that be his best do? run he's ever had. Yeah, I agree with you. Probably. What's that going to do when when it's Cody Rhodes versus uh, 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 Randy Orton? Is Cody Rhodes going to start getting booed? And he's he keeps cutting these these promos that are teetering. There's a, sometimes they're good. Sometimes it's like, what are you doing? He's yeah. inviting the boos with this. So, what are we going to talk about? Thing? Can I, can I, yeah, that's yeah. so. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. As I say, I think they're already teasing Seth versus uh, Roman for a Survivor Series where it's brand versus brand in a non-title match, which I think they did a couple of years ago. Where it does, it, I don't know why they bother doing that since there's real no, really no stakes because they'll only meet once. They won't meet again. So what's the point? They, they did that a few years ago with champion versus champion, but neither title is on the line. So who gives a shit? Right. So I don't even know why they never bother doing that again. But I mean, I just saw a picture of the two of them, kind of like with their titles, kind of looking at each other. But uh, you know, the match will be the match. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good match and everything. Yeah. But but there's no there's there's no stakes to it, and they're never gonna have neither guy is gonna lay down. So it'll be a fuck finish, or Seth lays down and the the title is devalued, or Roman lays down, which we just saw him get pinned by the Usos. How many times are you going to now have Roman do a job before he drops the belt? So that fucking talk about taking the wind out of the sails before they have the big pop of the guy, whoever it is that finally, you know, dethrones Roman and becomes the new universal champion. So you have to get what happens has to happen with Roman now that he just lost to the Usos is be twice as strong. Yeah. To get that back. Totally agree. And, and to, to get where he was before. Which is why they should have put the finish on solo, but they probably didn't do that because it was too obvious and didn't want to hurt the Usos push coming back, even though well, I think we really wouldn't have hurt them because you know they're a right. tag and they're not gonna be split up anytime soon. So you know sure is. I, I think what it, it looks like they're setting up a, a a Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. So I think that's why they gave him right, okay. Pin, right. So Roman Reigns is beating Jay Uso at SummerSlam. Right. Right, that's happening. So, what do we do moving forward, right, with that or whatever? Like, oh, and then he's gonna get Seth Rollins, right? And he'll and, and he'll make it all the way to to WrestleMania. I I don't know who who he'll wrestle at at SummerSlam. 
What's, I mean, at a, at a, at the Rumble. Go ahead. What were we gonna say? Oh, nothing. I, oh, my, my my first thought is if Jay, if if uh, Jay's working for the belt, which I'm all for. I think that's gonna be a great match. They worked yeah. together before. They did great. Jay has really proven himself in the last yeah. two years. Right. Uh, he's really become a standout worker, which is fantastic for him. My question is, what do you do with Jimmy? Do you put him in Jay's corner? Does he have his own? Do you have him wrestle Austin Theory for the U.S. title, or do you have him? You know, as a special guest referee. I mean, how do you how do you use Jimmy in this situation? Right. You know, does he do completely his own? Put him in a shark there? cage, baby. Put him in a shark cage. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, at least if that were to happen, well, no, that's what I say. Then you definitely know he has something to do with the finish because no one ever just stays in the cage. They wiggle <laughs> their way out or drop Dropping a key things. or do some fucking bullshit. Oh, I hate wrestling so fucking much. <laughs> Love it. But like you know, like he has to have something to do with the finish, obviously. And does he stay on Jimmy's side? Uh, I mean, a Jay's side or not? Or who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? It's just such a way to muddy the waters and just take away from a match actually being a great match and adding a shit ton of shenanigans, which waters down the finish, which waters down the business, which makes less people watch time after time after time right. with these like dusty finishes or whatever. And now they're calling. Um, they're calling openly. Uh, the the heavyweight title, the the, the working man's uh, title, that what, what they used to call the IC title. Mm -hmm. So I mean, so I mean, you know, it's 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 already kind of devalued. It's 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 been a, a the second tier championship from from inception, but now they're kind of like you know, kind of framing it in that. I mean, giving it a, a some type of value. It's very blue collar, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You 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 just painted the perfect picture. It's it's very blue collar, is what it is, or whatever. So I mean. I don't know. At the end of the day, I think the WWE has screwed up here. Like I say every week, and I will continue saying it all the way till WrestleMania, where they will probably screw up again. Um, it's it's just this is a, a a series of giant screw ups. Regardless, let me ask you this, Billy Ray, and now this goes ask to you too, Bello. Tell me if, in the long run, the Cody shit's just not hitting. Who do you have Roman work with that Mania? And what's the finish? Ooh. What's that marquee match? Who could you put against Roman? Where, you know, when they say it on Sports Center, Grandma's not like, who? Yeah. I don't know who that is. You, you know, I'm you not going to watch. Right now, just looking at the landscape, you know, they, they can uh, uh, really heat up your boy from the Street Profits, right? But, but uh, LA Knight is the guy. LA Knight is the guy. That's it. He is the he is the biggest, the hottest star right now that you can make into something quickly. LA Knight is that guy. He's got the people behind him. He's got charisma out that ass, out that ass. I don't I don't know if there's anyone in, on that roster that has the amount of charisma that LA Knight has, and he's been proving it since Impact, doing the same. Th I mean, getting everybody behind him no matter where he goes. So, I mean, if this doesn't work out, L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns, and I guarantee you, Roman Reigns will get booed out the building. If he doesn't get booed, freaking L.A. Knight will have the majority of people behind him wanting him to win the belt. So it would have to be him. It would have to be L.A. Knight, in my opinion. I don't see anybody else. That, that can what, what do you think about that role? Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, did just because what you said about grandma, I don't see grandma giving a flying fuck or knowing who LA Knight is, right? So uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I mean, just because we were talking about before, Orton would be a possibility, but more mm -hmm. importantly, I think it, you could do 
You could even do Rollins. Not that grandma probably knows who he is either, but at least like mom might know. Um, and, and you do, maybe you can even build it off of this like champion versus champion match that they're doing where they kind of come into it all chummy. Like, Hey, remember the shield? Like we do a couple nods. Maybe we make it like an Ambrose joke and, uh, and they have a match and it's kind of like all, oh, but then all of a sudden about halfway through the match, it starts to get chippy. And the two of them start mm-hmm. to fucking really like, you know, now all of a sudden some of this tension that might have been brewing from old shield days comes to the surface and and it kind of ends with like a pull apart. And now you've got something here. You've got some heat between these two that we can maybe pick up somewhere down the line. And WrestleMania wouldn't be a bad spot for that match. Mm-hmm. I think I think that uh, Randy Orton is a fantastic idea in that spot. And I thought I had two names in mind, but since you said Randy Orton, I was going to say either Braun Strowman or Drew McIntyre. But hearing Randy Orton, I say Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre. Because I think those are the only two guys that look like they could be champ or give be a threat to a Roman Reigns. They've both been on top before. Randy's got this built-in story of coming back from injury, 14-time world champ. Can he do it one more time? You know, if ever there was a guy who could do it, you know, you talk about lineage. He's a third-generation guy himself. Uh, there's lots of lots of meat on the bone if you want to do lots of uh, pre on you know, B-roll going into something like that. Whereas with Drew, two-time champ, never won the title in front of a crowd, was the uh, COVID champion oh, yeah. <laughs> all during that time. He never got to have the title in front of a group of people. Then uh, you know when he got into Mania, the title had already been put on Bobby Lashley, who successfully defended it, taking uh, Drew out with the hurt lock. And uh, won via uh, knockout during that match, which is a great finish at the time. Loved it. Great way to open the wet, rainy, pouring WrestleMania. I loved it. I'll never forget that match. Uh, But I think those are the two guys, I guess, I would say would either be Drew or um, Randy Orton. And we've gotten to the point where it doesn't matter, right, who the main event at Mania is because Mania sells itself now. And that's what they want. Mania is the main event. But you still need that marquee. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm with you. I don't think Drew McIntyre commands anything. I love him, you know, and I, and I don't think right. it matters. Did you hear that pop on his return during the yeah, at the end of the yeah. Intercontinental match? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean but it's, it's, I wouldn't poo-poo I think, it. I think, I, I think there's a lot there. No, I wouldn't. I'd watch it. Like, it's not. But that's what I mean. Like, I don't think it matters at this point, like, because it's WrestleMania. So you could get away with the Drew McIntyre. I, I, does he have that marquee? Yeah, uh, they wrestled at a, post, uh, a previous WrestleMania where... Roman took the win, so maybe Drew's got a little bit of a you know, little meat on the bone on his, you know. No, there, there's something to get that win back. You know, there's there's some story to be told there. Typically with Randy Orton, it, it's boring, right? You know, but but this is a different is Randy a, Orton. Yeah, exactly. This is a different situation. I would right? never okay that unless he had already gone through the stuff he did with uh, right. with RK Bro. That whole thing brought him right yeah. back to life. Yeah, in this a way I don't think anybody ever saw it coming. Right, and then right. it, it gave him a whole new career. And this I think is that playing off of something like that could totally make him a top baby face. So as as far as marquee value, I think that match is probably um, second biggest, only only second to Logan Paul, right? But if if you if you wanted to make yeah. someone, and and I mean, LA Knight is forty. But I think LA Knight could pull it off if you put him in the st- on the on the on yeah. the main stage. Give him give him a give him you know feature him and give him a little something. I think he can do it. But uh, would you sign off on a three way between um, Seth and um, LA Knight and Logan Paul for the World Heavyweight Championship? Oh fucking yeah, that'd be, that'd be dope. Cool. That'd be dope. 
I, I don't think I Who do you have over in the end? Yeah, probably, probably. I would give it to Logan Paul first. Have yes. to get a run. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this kid's gonna have the belt at some point. Yeah, he'll, he'll absolutely have a run. There's, yeah. there's no way he signed that contract without being guaranteed a yeah. run. He's gonna be WWE champion. And I and, have you know, no and, problem with that. I mean, either he's fantastic, and, and he's gonna go to the UFC. And he's gonna be a phenomenal heel. And when <laughs> yeah. he drops it, it'll be a great pop. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and and then he's gonna go beat somebody's ass in in the UFC. It's it's. Let's see. I, I, those two. The two brothers, man, that that yeah, the Paul brothers are money. Yeah, they apparently can game. do no wrong. Right now, yeah. I'm a big fan of 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 both. So, all right. Actually, while we're here, let's talk about exactly. Logan Paul real quick. So, I I saw Ooh. this little exchange with him in uh, in Ricochet. Hashtag Ricochet is fine. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a lie. Uh, but never, it's it's <laughs> just not. It was never true, folks. I'm sorry I lied to you. Although, <laughs> hashtag Ricochet, Ricochet was never fine. <laughs> um, and here we are again, just another example of it. He's he's now in a feud slash rivalry that they've weirdly kind of been building in like multi-man matches over the course of months now with like the number one draw in all of professional wrestling, Logan Paul. And in, instead of being in this rivalry, my, my question is, why isn't this a partnership? Logan Paul's got all the personality in the world. Ricochet does all the flippy shit in the world. Like you had, you actually had that moment on Raw where he, Ricochet did his little like, you know, Prince Puma flip mm-hmm. over the top rope into the ring. And he just kind of stands there looking like a smaller kind of, you know, ethnic Jason Statham. And, mm-hmm. and fucking Logan's like, yes, like that's cool. That's the whole gimmick right there is Ricochet does cool shit. Logan Paul hypes him up. Logan Paul does all the talking. Ricochet does most of the bumping. And, and that's like a fucking, that could be, that could be like a world title thing right there for one of them. I don't know which one, but uh, that could definitely you be know, a tag you know team, which is beneath Logan Paul probably, but yeah, exactly. I know which one. I, uh, I but- think that, that, that there's so much money to be made with Logan Paul. I don't want to see them waste too much time with him with Ricochet on TV. I, that's why I'm kind of confused this is happening in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Like Once they get past the SummerSlam match, Logan Paul should be uh, heading for the title. In some, I, I, in don't know. I don't know why he didn't win the money in the bank. Just, I don't know why they, they held off on that either. And I think he should have a bigger I think it should be he and Seth at um, SummerSlam. I think that'd be a great match. Who would be pissed at watching that? It's gonna be nobody. A great match. And then they just they just work, and so it could be a rematch or, or have yeah. a match with stipulation. You know they haven't done anything with Logan in, in that regard because he's just still so new. But they can be doing tons of stuff. And and Seth is such a pro yeah. that you know he can get Logan through thirty minutes oh, yeah. without missing a beat in the match and just get this guy up to the next level and just dude. And be like, the only way you can see Logan Paul is if you go to a house show and you watch him defend the title. That's true. This is, oh. Bring the house show numbers up. That's get people it. out there to spend some money. Go see Logan Paul wrestle on a WWE show as the world champion. And let's, let's make some money with this kid. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He does He does the garden. He does He does a spot in Boston. He does. Let's say, like, we'll say, well, we're going to be airing this, but it's a, it's a secret hashtag that you have to follow. You have to go and find the hashtag somewhere online. It's out there somewhere. Or it's under a prime bottle cap, and somebody's going to let it out, you know. And oh, you can finally watch it. Then you have forty million people watching a house show from fucking Minnesota to see what Logan Paul's doing as champion tonight. You know what I mean? Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could do so much. He, he's yeah, it's literally just up to your imagination of how you want to like do like guerrilla marketing with this kid. All right, Bell. And the fact wanna... that like I'm sorry, not to no, no, you're fine, you're fine. one more thing. And the fact that 
like they're saying Logan Paul's name like in Congress when it comes to Prime having too much caffeine in it. This is a, a dream come true for the kid because now they went from, from being a, a national star to an international star. Just the, the fact that they're going to be looking at his stuff and saying only 18-year-olds can drink it. Now every 16 and 14-year-old in the world is going to want to get their hands on a bottle of Prime. He <laughs> just made the kid a multi-multi-millionaire several times over just by saying he shouldn't drink this stuff. That's right. I'm going to mix it with vodka and fucking rage. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Bell, what do you want to speak about, man? You wanted to talk about the, the new Marvel stuff. Then we're going to get to the shout-out, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. What's up, Bell? Yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, everybody's favorite superhero and villain in a little bit. But yeah, just some of the stuff that's coming out about Deadpool 3. I was I was going on like a lengthy fucking rant about Deadpool and the legacy of Ryan Reynolds as as Deadpool. I mean, as great as Hugh Jackman is as Wolverine and as great as Robert Downey Jr. is was as Iron Man and go on down the list of all the guys like I don't know that any character slash actor is like more of like a, a fucking symbiote than these two, uh, you know, like it's like he, the character is Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds very much is Deadpool. And this whole saga of this movie, like being basically being born from that shitty Wolverine X-Men origins movie where Ryan Reynolds plays Wade Wilson and like a terrible version of Deadpool to Ryan Reynolds funding, like a kind of like a test shot of a potential Deadpool movie leaking that footage getting Deadpool made, making a billion dollars on an R-rated comic book movie, and then his whole Fox-like universe crumbles out from underneath him. Mind you, they were the ones that didn't really want him in the first place, and then he ended up being like their most successful franchise. And then you move on to then Fox just completely crumbling. The MCU, it, oh, it's Disney. Are they going to make R-rated Deadpool? Is it going to be the same? It not only looks like it's going to be the same, it looks like it's going to be infinitely crazier and may even save the MCU in all of this. It's like that this movie went from like never being made to being one of the most like ridiculous things that's ever happened in cinema. It's just like it's it's a crazy story. They should make a documentary about it one day. I can't wait to see it, man, when it comes out, man. It's, it's, it's going to be dope. The internet went a buzz to see the picture of of, uh, of Dale and Wolverine walking together, right? And they gave him the the old school uh, 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 yellow uh, jumpsuit or whatever back in the day if you were into comic books in the yeah. 90s. I don't know when they featured it, but that was my favorite Wolverine costume. It was like with the blue the blue, uh, whatever the hell mm-hmm. things coming yeah, up here. It's, and, it's and like the, the astonishing, the astonishing yeah. X-Men run. It's kind of yeah, based was, on that. Yeah. It was fantastic. So that, that's yeah. a thing. What's up? What's up? Shreed? No, was, as you said, the very first mask I ever wore was a design between that mask that Wolverine wore with that stuff coming off of it. And it was between, uh, um, a character kind of like between Wolverine and Iceman, like the colors of Iceman with the style of Wolverine. Nice. And the name of that character was the Arctic Angel. And nice. I, I based a lot of off of those two characters at the time, but uh, yeah, it's definitely my favorite, as I had tweeted out earlier. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, awesome. I, I, do you think that the movie, like a guy like me, who I was done with when at, after Endgame, that was my Endgame with the Marvel Universe. That I saw everything I needed to see. I didn't see. I needed to ever see anything after that again, and so I haven't. But do am I gonna have to go back and watch the original Deadpool stuff, which I never did, to be able to kind of pick up on the stuff oh, that he does well, with Wolverine? You should anyway. Oh. They're just really. I've never seen a single Deadpool thing. I thought it was 
just from the commercials alone, I just thought, I'm like, this is crass just for the sake of being crass. So I just figured to, I don't to an extent, to yeah. This. I think it's it's crass for the sake of being crass, but it is done in like a cool kind of like the the way that they the first movie in particular is just done in such like a a weird way. The whole movie is really only like thirty minutes long, but it, they they film it and rewind it and go back and like do all this like different chopped it's up like, the story. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. And just like when you think it it's it's at the point of just ridiculousness, they kind of hit you with like this big plot point that just like resets everything. And then you kind of go from there, but I'm trying not to give away too much. Um, so you, but, so you're, you're saying that basically, if I want to kind of have any idea of what's going to happen in this no, movie, I, I don't even think go. that I think the, the cool yeah. thing about Deadpool in particular is that the character comes along with the ability to explain shit. And he will like, you know, he's, he'll look dead he into the camera off. and be like, this is a reference to Deadpool too. You know, wink, wink, oh. nudge, nudge. Like for all of you saw the, the Fred Savage, PG thirteen cut. There's an Easter egg for you. Like he'll, he'll like literally say stuff like that. And yeah. a lot of the characters that are, are going to be in that movie apparently are going to be from like the really old X Men movies. So they're going to bring back like Famke Jansen, Jean Grey, and like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen oh. and all those characters. And we're going to get one last look at all of them. And hopefully Deadpool's going to murder all of them in a spectacular and cinematic fashion. <laughs> now for the record, uh, Patrick Stewart. The absolute best Professor X. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, he was the role. He was he was created for that role. That that's I mean he he looks just, just like Kelsey Grammer, perfect beast. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. No, so no, many the, the good castings good. in the comic book yeah. movies over the years. Casting was good. Casting was good. All right. Uh let's let's hit uh the the shout outs All which right. is related to this. Yeah. So go yeah, ahead. I, yeah, I tweeted out earlier today at Steve underscore. If you'd like a shout out, put out your a picture or a gif of your favorite superhero or villain. And uh, I, I wasn't sure like if it would happen, and it did. Is like there's some my my uh, time with the um, comic book thing had come and gone decades before, so I knew there was gonna be some faces that I just didn't recognize. Luckily, Bello is still very much involved in it. So I had to lean on him a little bit for a few of these, but I'm uh, pulling out the tweet just in case I need to. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I wanted to go, like I said, my very favorite was um, Wolverine. I just thought he was the most, the biggest badass. I used to collect X factor comic books. I wanted to start collecting X-Men when I was a kid. There was, it was already like 150 comic books in when that had started. So there was no way I could catch up to that when I was in sixth grade in 1986, but X factor Issue number one had come out at that time, and I thought, this is absolutely perfect. I love X-Men, and this is a way to start. So I collected X-Factor for several years in the uh, 80s and maybe early yeah. 90s. Still have them to this day, all in mint condition. They're not worth shit. Nah, man. Yeah, I, right. I, bought, oh, no. I bought X-Factor, the first issue, way after the fact. I think I got it for for for, for, for five bucks. Oh, wow. X-Factor number one. But it's still cool to have. Yeah, it's really cool. So, yeah, I, I, my, my favorite was... Um, um, Wolverine because he was small, which was kind of like one of the reasons I chose him because I was not a tall kid and uh, thought, wow, this guy is a badass and I want to be like that if I, you know, just go in there and beat an ass. And I have to say, I pretty much uh, lived up to that. So anyway, here we go. Yeah. This week. <laughs> uh, number one on the list, I have to say, and this comes with an apology to uh, Craig Horsley, Craig E.H., as we all know him, because I missed his uh, tweet last week. Who said his favorite wrestler was The Miz, just like Bellow. So great right. mind, smart man, Craig. In that Come regard, on. absolutely. So sorry about we, that. We missed Craig. it on purpose, apparently. I mean, that, that's I didn't. 
I don't know how it got past me. I just, I just simply didn't see. It. I think so I, I, I think I, I wax I, poetic about the Miz enough for this. Right, yeah. Yeah. right, really, we we got him over enough. But um, by the way, I think uh, Craig, being the richest of the WLR listeners, needs to host the three of us for a weekend at his mansion. Seriously, put some, Kerr. put some, uh, you know, <laughs> well, some live from Craigy H's house. Yeah. It's the Wednesday. <laughs> we'll take like turns riding the rider mower around the Craig, bridge that he has. What the fuck? If for I, mean, I think he's in like the uh, you know the airplane industry, so he can maybe get us a private jet. Fly me the fuck out of Fly us Come out on, there. Brother. Right? I mean, we'll, do a, we'll do a private WLR just for yeah. you and the missus. Stop the nonsense. And, uh, you know, yeah, throw some some uh, some brisket on the old smoker and right. Give us o- only the leanest of steaks, please. Okay, right. right. So his uh, favorite uh, character is the Punisher. The Punisher. Of which I didn't recognize, and Bell's helped me out with that one. I remember, right. I remember back in the day, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. If I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name properly, but but uh, he was the Punisher. Horrible freaking movie, but I watched it anyway as a kid. And then my dude from The Walking Dead played him on the Netflix. Uh, yeah. I forget his name, but Marisol. he was fantastic on on uh, on the Netflix version of of The Punisher. Cool. All right. Well, second up on the list is our usual uh, Jay Reezy Men. What's going on, Jay Reezy? How's things in Texas? Boy, it's hot as fucking Arizona. I can't imagine Texas is any better. It's up to 118 out here, and we're having a heat wave like a motherfucker. So I can't imagine Texas is uh, wow. too much cooler right now. But his uh, favorite superhero is, the, in my opinion, one of the most beta of all the superheroes uh, Green Lantern. I guess yeah, how that makes it to the top of someone's. Uh, I thought Green list, Lantern but... was dope. Uh, Ryan Reynolds played Green Lantern. The Didn't movie that movie was... tank? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Didn't that lose like $30 million? The movie wasn't that great, but I always thought Green Lantern was dope. I had the Green Lantern toy when I was a kid. I also loved the Green Lantern corpse. I was watching the cartoons with my little guy when he was younger. Uh, the Blue Green Lantern, I loved him. Uh, guy Gardner. They just call him Blue Lantern. Yeah, I don't know what his name was. There's a blue lantern. Yeah, there's a well, there's a there whole fleet of blue lantern, lanterns. Yeah. There's a planet lantern. There's the red. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And See, the thing good. about the green lanterns that bothers me is there's many of them. Like Hal Jordan's the one everyone knows, and and, and uh, Kyle, the uh, Kyle, what's a fucking Rainer, whatever the hell it is, is kind of like the newer one that everyone kind of likes. But yeah. Guy Gardner is definitively the coolest green lantern. And then they fucking cucked him by having Batman just one punch knock him out one time in a comic, which was just like, like he was so cool. And then he just talks some shit to Batman one day, and he fucking found out. And he fucked around and he found out. Hey, don't, don't step to Batman. Is the moral of that story? Don't talk <laughs> shit to Batman. Still <laughs> on Green Lantern. I mean, I wouldn't have said it was beta if it was Green Arrow. That's a totally different. Yeah, same that's Green, that's... different thing. An arrow, much more masculine than a lantern. Arrow, yeah. lantern. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, you like what we like. You know what I mean? So, right, right. What right. up? You know, no hard feelings, Jay Riz. Get a set of balls. Next up, I'm glad you responded. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck you for liking the show. Second, <laughs> second. All right, we have Dan Heffron. What's going on, Dan Heffron? Love Heffron. This is pretty badass. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom yeah, is badass. Doom. Now, there's a villain with some balls right there, Dr. There Doom. You got to respect a guy like that. I met Just I met back. Dr. Doom one time in Universal Studios. I was walking down Islands of Adventure. I turned the corner. Boom, there's Dr. Doom. I was like, oh, shit. So I walk up to Dr. Doom, and I'm like, can I get a picture with you? And he just no sells me, so I take yes. a picture with him anyway uh, when he's not looking, <laughs> and ran the other way. And then there's the Doctor Doom ride over there, which is nuts. Also, go do that if you're at Universal Studios. Nice. Wow. 
Shout, Shout out, out to Universal. Universal. There you go. Next up on the list, Jose Van Dam. J-V-D. Yeah, uh, what Daredevil? Daredevil's Good. dope. The the Good. Netflix uh, Bells will be able to talk about this. The Netflix a series of Daredevil is probably one of the best comic books incarnation series that that ever made. It yeah. was fantastic. I, did you see that, Chris? No. You would love it. It's yeah. really yeah. easily really the best. My dad watched it. Show he, ever he's made. actually put it over to me. Yeah, he said it, it was really good. good, but he watches like everything, so I can't yeah. take his word for. No, every, it's really every TV show is amazing. And the guy who played the kingpin, I forget his name from uh, from oh, uh, Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yes, bad guy. Oh my! Kingpin has like the big, huge dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good, dude. You gotta watch. Yeah. And there's well, like three seasons of it. Check out an episode sometime. Yeah. And next up on the list is the Chosen One. I don't know if we've had the Chosen One on the show before. The Maybe once before. One. What's up, Chosen One? How he went old know? school on this. He said Handyman from In Living Color. <laughs> remember yes. David Wayne's this Handyman? I do remember handyman. that. I gotta laugh. Hey, he's a superhero. Uh, next up on the list, well, I mean, I, I it's, it's Andrew Bellow, but I'm gonna leave that for the end to let him tell everybody what it is. Even though every if you if you've ever listened to one episode of WLI, you know which way Andrew mm. Bellow is leaning. So we'll let them do that at the end. Next, we have Jimmer Monroe. What's on, Jimmer? What's up, Jimmy? What's up, Jimmy? He is now an official weekly listener of the show. He's been on every single week since we've been back. So that's, thanks oh, very much, Jimmer, for supporting the show. Now, I don't know who this is. Uh, again, Bellow had to help me out with this. Billy Butcher. Who's Billy Butcher? Billy the Butcher, or Billy Butcher is from The Boys. Uh, he's like a non... Yeah, The Boys is kind of cool. It's like a whole meta commentary on the stupid stupidity of comic books uh and and just kind of like stereotypical superhero stories there's a basically a a group that's like the justice league but they're owned by an evil corporation that has monopolized or has monetized the shit out of them they're almost like a real life like avengers like they're in movies and out there saving lives and it's all just for show really and it's a whole fucking Do they have scam. real powers they have powers they, they have powers they have powers. They get the powers from some fucking mechanism that the evil corporation controls, obviously. And uh, Billy Butcher is like one of the non superpowered people who is fighting against all of this stuff. He's like, the, so what does he do? Uh, the, he's the lead of the boys. He's a uh, he's kind of like a barroom Batman. He kind of runs around. He's okay. he's got some covert ops training, some intelligence community kind of background. So he uses some of his connections and him and a bunch of fucking like nobodies and eventually a couple of the superheroes help them out as well to kind of even the odds uh they they try to take on the big corporation and this like evil justice league group i think a track brown reacts to the the boys here on the channel i'm not sure though but uh, uh right. what's up, buddy how you doing Next yeah, up, it's all done have... with like a with like an R-rated kind of like adult edge to it wasn't like there something like, that that, right. that some dude shrunk himself and went up a guy's ass yeah that that yeah. happened yeah, yeah, most recent season. Wonderful. All right, next up on the list, we have the Golden Ayatollah himself, the Godfather. Yola. Uh, uh, ben Hameen. What's up? He, his favorite villain is himself, Ben Hameen. And really, ben Hameen is a dope like, it's like a modern day Darth Vader, if you ask me. I mean, mm -hmm. not too many more badasses than Ben Hameen. One time, right. I was hanging with Ben Hameen, and he was smacking people in the face for $5, like he customarily does. And and Big Ray decided he would give him five dollars and get smacked in the face, and he smacked the shit out of Ray. It's on video, and, it's and then he turns and looks at me, and he goes, "You're next," and I'm like, "No, I'm not, bro. Not <laughs> even close. <laughs> I'm good." 
For those who have never seen Hamid in person, his hands are the size of catcher's mitts. Yeah, dude, his yeah. fingers are like bananas. <laughs> and his, his hand weighs like 25 pounds and it's like made of leather. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He would have knocked me into the, tomorrow, like bro. 230. Like 2.30. No, Bro, I've watched it's, it's every. Ridiculous. I think I've watched every single five dollar face slap on YouTube oh, and Instagram and all know. this stuff. Like I've definitely watched mul- many of them multiple times. But every like every time I watch and you see the look on the guy's face when he realizes like, oh, this oh, is I for know. real. It's, like, it's like, like I didn't realize yes. he wasn't gonna fucking like <laughs> fuck fuck. Like, the best. Oh. I thought he'd whip it, and make a sound, and I would sell it. Then they realized there's no selling. I love the psychology. Yes, I love the psychology of the so whole thing. Is that like then you, like pretend like, oh no, I'm selling. And then they're, they're like, but but I, I, I will I will say you know uh, uh, after that moment Ray stopped drinking Bud Light you know I mean so he, <laughs> he changes the lives of people uh, uh, Mr. Ben Hamid nah, he's amazing. still drinking Bud Light he's yeah. he's been <laughs> keeping him afloat recently the very the very best five dollar face slap on camera is Dimitri Zordos, oh. the Triple D, the godfather of donuts. That's a good one. His very first $5 face slap was exactly what Bella described. The guy who thought it was going to be a complete work got <laughs> his fucking tongue almost slapped completely <laughs> off his head. And with when the, the blowback and look on his face was the look of utter shock. Yeah. And I watched that and almost pissed my fucking pants <laughs> laughing. I watched that video probably 40, 50 times in one day. And I could not stop laughing at how fucking, how the shock on his face was just, it was delicious. And I loved it. And I love Triple D. Great guy. He's he's, he's such a good dude. And he's very long. But that that was one of those fuck around and find out moments when you say, oh shit, this this dude's actually fucking shoot tough. Meaning, I mean, so the greatest video. If you can do a search looking for Hameen's $5 face slaps, Look for the Dimitri Zordos one. Oh, you will not be disappointed. Right, right, right. It is fantastic. I'm all not right. fucking around because I already know. Go ahead. Right. Uh, all right. Next up on the list is everybody's favorite chimera, Mandir. What's going What's on? What's up, Mandir? What's going on? My half deer, half amazing. What's up, brother? Now, you know he picked a villain because it's just how Mandir rolls. Right, right, right. right. Not just any villain. Cobra Commander. Ooh. The most badass villains in history. For real, that you can't get. You, there, there's not many you can put over Cobra Commander. That's a, there's a very small, mm-hmm. uh, elite group of of villains. It's Cobra Commander. There's a uh, a uh, 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 Skeletor. Uh, right. There's, there's Mamra. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and and I dare say Starscream, Lord Megatron. You got to put him up there. Is it, it's just like that, Billy Ray? It's like when you hear the name. Cobra Commander, you immediately hear that voice going, Cobra! Right, right. That's right. the only thing you can think of, for, at Fantastic. least for me anyway. Right. Now, did you, which version of Cobra Commander did you like? Did you like the, the, the silver shield, oh, or did you like the blue? You gotta blade? get the blue, the, the, the blue rag over the face. I've been trying to get that Funko Pop. It's like 500 bucks. The oh, is it really? The one with the shield is like $25. Anybody can oh, get wow, that one. Wow. Okay. The one. I didn't know the they made both. It makes sense that they would make both, because they have like the most obscure stuff which is what makes Funko Pops cool. Let me and, show but you. I didn't I didn't know they had that. But uh yeah, I was a big fan of G.I. Joe growing up in the 85 or so. I picked when up they brought in Sergeant Slaughter, it was awesome. What's the little I picked up this guy today for 10 Six. bucks. Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider it's Spider Girl. It's a chick. Okay. For ten dollars. You can get it from anywhere to fifty to a hundred bucks. 
on the internet. That's what it's going for. I got it for 10. Wow. And it's just a retail store? Yeah, just down the block. They just had it there, so I picked it up. Is that, wow. What is that from? Is that from a movie, comic? Is, 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 yeah, it's just, like just, a just Marvel. Spider-Girl. Spider That's it, yeah. I thought it was Spider-Woman when they had Spider-Woman. Oh, they got them they all. They did have Spider-Woman. Spider yeah, I don't know what it is. I just bought it. Because was... I remember that cartoon. They used to have Spider-Woman. They used to be mm -hmm. on after Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends. Yeah, she was hot. Back in the day. Right. All right, so next up, after uh, Mandy's Cobra Commander, which was an awesome choice. That was um, the best choice on the list so far. Yeah, it, it's badass. It's good. That means yeah. Mandir, so you got to figure. He, he knows right. what's going on. Uh, Mike M5. What's going on, Mike? So, Mikey. This was somebody, again, I had to lean on Bellow, had no idea. Minister Sinister. Oh, Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Oh, Mr. Sinister. Yeah. My best Sorry. Bad. Yeah. Right. The, the, that may be a typo on my part. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so who tells about Mr. Sinister? Uh, Mr. Sinister, uh, Nathaniel Essex, uh, a mutant, uh, was trained what by Apocalypse, I believe, at some point. Mm -hmm. He was like enslaved to. He's almost like an indentured servant to Apocalypse from the X Men uh, or from the okay. mutants, I guess. Uh, and he's yeah, he's like a geneticist. Now there's like I was telling Mike actually on Twitter, there's a really cool story that just concluded, I think, called Sins of Sinister, and it's all about basically again, he's a geneticist, so he kind of like has been involved in this project to help the mutants live forever and like kind of like uh, be able to basically um, like but the, reincarnate like anybody who dies amongst the X-Men at any time. But while he's been doing this, he's been slipping little samples of his own DNA into there and mm -hmm. uh, now has like a whole army of people that are under his control. He basically takes over the whole galaxy over the course of like the next hundred years. And it's crazy. But Mr. Sinister has like a diamond on his forehead. And that's been the case with the character for decades at this point. Um, and the, whoever was writing it, I think Kieran, uh, Karen, uh, Kieran Gillen is writing it right now. Um, but he like made like there's now four Sinisters and there's a club, a heart, a diamond and a spade. And oh, they've duh. all got like different motivations and they're all working against and with each Are other. Are any of them a baby face? Um, one, one is kind of, yeah, the heart is, is like uh, somebody who's basically now we know is. Uh, kind of like a, a a representation of a long lost love of his, uh, who's like actually kind of like a good person as a result because it's kind of like a reflection of like the okay. one good part of him, which was her. I guess is kind of the the okay. shit. I, uh, I, I said he was a part of the Sinister Six. He is not. Now that I'm, not. I'm thinking about it, he 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 was an X Men rival, right? I I saw him in X Men yeah, comics mostly right. in that territory right. yeah. and you answered the question man i was going to ask if it had been around a long time but you said decades so yeah no, i was yeah, wondering do you think like sinister minister got his name from mr sinister like remember the sinister minister i remember yeah. in, in tna and yeah ecw kevin, right something kevin sullivan uh, right? no who no, no 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 it wasn't uh, him but it was involved God, with him remember, at some point yeah dude it's been around a million and a half years right but i was wondering if maybe he got his name from that yeah but all right, so next up on the list, hey, by the way, thank you for that, Bill. That was a really good uh, callback on like on that dude. So that dude I'd never heard of before. So that's pretty cool. Next up on the uh, list, uh, Mars Khalifa. What's going on, Mars? What's up, Mars? How you doing? Hey, he was, you know, I'm just surprised he's the only one who said this. Uh, Venom. Venom. No, he's a Carnage, I think. Oh, was uh, is there is the it, red is one? Is Carnage? Red guy, okay, right? Sorry. <laughs> See, I'm glad Steve, you're there for that, just, dude. Yeah, sorry. I I'm think a, it was Carnage. Full grown adult. So I didn't yeah. know. Uh, all right, Carnage is. We'll go with that. Carnage is dope. I have Carnage. Well, I had. I I had a, a nice collection of com comic books, and when I moved, um, they all got lost. Um, lost, quote unquote. Somebody stole them. But um, I had I had a Carnage's first appearance 
but I do have a Carnage Funko Pop that's worth about 150 bucks. Mm. Uh, I love Carnage. I, I love the symbiote. Damn, dude, you're gonna be able to retire on selling these Funko Pops in about 20 years. Yeah, I think I got about 10 grand or 15 grand worth of pops. I think that's so. Nuts. Yeah, but there's some that I like that I want to keep, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I, think I got yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, uh, next up on the list is uh, the one true Bobo. What's going on, Bobo? Bobo. Bobo. Now, I, I think if this is specific to it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it was Michelangelo that he had in the gift specifically with the oh. orange uh, eye band. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was always a Donatello guy myself, but Michelangelo was cool too. I was a Leonardo <laughs> fan. And, uh, you know, and I, a Raphael fan, just around it. Ah, that's perfect. Very good, very good. Yeah, cool but rude. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Of course, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up on the list is uh, the Andrew Bellows Kate best friend, Colin Wysong. What's going uh, on? Colin, what's going Hi, Colin. on? Of course, Colin couldn't freaking choose. So he had to choose a guy who has multiple uh, gimmicks. We uh, morph a guy who morph. can apparently morph into morph. whatever he wants yeah. to you know, be. So what? it's probably. Uh, I, don't know. I, I, I never heard the guy, but yeah, can't choose. Uh, I'll choose everybody. Morph. Like, is that from Morph and Mindy? No, that's something different. That's <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and next up on the list is uh, Harry Dresden. What's going on, Harry? Harry's become oh, a, Dres- a faithful listener every week. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us, Harry. So, buddy. And uh, he chose Archangel. Archangel's Archangel. dope, man. Um, I, I went back a long time ago to look at the story or whatever because he was just an angel. And Angel sucked. And then, you know, I forgot what happened to him. Somebody Apocalypse. beat the trash out of him. Didn't Mr. Sinister? He has something to do. Uh, uh, did Apocalypse, Apocalypse made him into the made him, Yeah, made him one of his four horsemen. And he right, turned right. into the Archangel. And that's yeah. why he became this dude. I just saw that. I was just watching X-Men the Animated Series the other day. That exact episode, like, just so, happened in, in my timeline. So, yeah. Huh. Good timing. All right. So, the next two are you two guys. Now, Bello, everybody knows who your favorite is, but we're going to let you say Indeed. who it is. But I want you to get into what was it about this particular character that really made you gravitate towards uh, him? And because you've been a long, long time, uh, you know, uh, torch carrying member uh, to this a fan of this guy. So, yeah, who, who is it and, and why? No, nah, I've been, I've, yeah, I've been riding the Thor train for a while now. Um, I'm obviously your god of thunder, right? So Thor has to be kind of my favorite guy. I, I like Thor for just so many reasons. It probably started around the time that Thor Ragnarok came out because I remember just kind of thinking like Thor on paper seems really cool. Like I, I wasn't big into the comics at this point, but I was actually a little bit aware of the mythology behind Thor. So I'm like, I don't know, like on paper, Thor should be a fucking like hoss, right? And then the movies, he's just kind of like, He's there next to the guy in the robot suit and like every and like they make it kind of seem like they're on the same level. They are not, sir. This man is a god. He protects the nine realms. He's the all father of Asgard. He's, he's like got all these fucking things going on. He's the summoner of the lightning uh, and he's just a total badass. He's also one of the few characters that exists in both Marvel and DC comics because he is actually from the mythology. Both can use him. Uh, right. DC very rarely uses him, but they they do have a Thor floating around in the DC universe. Um, and then the mythology of it all is just kind of cool. And then that's kind of also become a little bit more mainstream, not only because of the movies, but then God of War recently had a whole video game where uh, he's, you know, the Kratos, their main characters fighting Thor and traveling around with like a young Loki spoiler alert um, and like, you know, all the all this other stuff going on. So but uh, yeah, I just. I think he's a fucking badass. I mean, motherfucker swinging a hammer, calling the lightning, riding around on, you know, like fucking flying goats and shit. He's 
he's pretty cool. And in the comics, he's often quite vulgar, drunk, and uh, and quite good with the ladies on mm-hmm. on top of all of his other positive uh, attributes. So uh, yeah, Thor's Thor's. Well, how did how did you take it when they made him fat for that movie? And made him I was fucking furious, Steve. I was fucking angry as hell because they just took away the one thing that I was like, oh okay, he came out of Ragnarok like he found his power. He's his own man. He's the king of Asgard. He's like finally kind of arrived in the way that he should have been represented the entire time and then they pulled the rug right out from underneath them. and you Thanos think Hollywood did that everybody. on purpose to push the female agenda thing just to do it to an extent well, I think it had something to, to do with it reason. yeah I think okay. they wanted at some point to bring Jane Foster back and, and have Natalie Portman bring the hammer I think that's why they casted somebody like Natalie Portman in that role in the first place now she wasn't quite as big a deal back in like 2013 when they were making the Thor movie but she was still a pretty big deal at the time um so I, say, I didn't i didn't mind her in that role no i mean uh, i didn't know, hate um, it um i just didn't like how they like they made him you know he, he lost his confidence and whatnot and you know i guess there is some story to be told there because they've done that with other superheroes like samson yeah. when he you know cut his hair and things like that so i mean it's it something, just, i guess it, that as, I mean, obviously, this is a sore spot for me, right? Because I'm I'm like such a Thor fanatic. But just the the way that Jason Aaron, who did the the whole Jane Foster Thor run in the comics, like handled it, it was just done in such a it's done in a stupid way, right? Like you you the, the T'Challa can pass the Black Panther mantle on to Shuri. Fucking Peter can pass right. the Spider Man mantle on to Miles Morales. Thor is his fucking name. It is exact. It is who he is. Like it's not right. like you don't you don't become Bruce Wayne. When the next Robin becomes Batman, you're Dick Grayson, you're Jason Todd, you're whoever, you're you're, you're Batman, sure, but you're not Thor, you're not Bruce Wayne, like that. It just right. it's a silly you can't concept. Be the person. Yes, like you can. You yeah. yes, you can have the power of you Thor if you're worthy to wield the hammer, but that doesn't right. make you Thor. Like you just you you've just got his powers, and that. And speaking like, of other people being able to wield the hammer, did you pop when Captain America was able to wield the hammer? Yeah, oh yeah, I fucking popped for that because I kind of knew it was coming, going all the way back to like the the second Avenger movie when they kind of teased it a little bit, and I was like, oh, all right, well, that's totally going to happen eventually. Uh, right. Yeah, and it, and obviously it does happen in the comics. Yeah, it, is it was so, so. at one point evil Captain America is the one who wields the the hammer in the comics, which is kind of crazy. Really weird. That yeah, during know. the during the not Secret Invasion, that's the other one. Not Secret Wars. It's a uh, I don't know. It's one of those secret things uh, when he was. I had a whole issue with with I love the MCU movies, um, but but I had a whole issue with the whole way the whole way they were painted. There's no way freaking Iron Man is fucking with Thanos in any way, any way, shape or form. I mean, there's no way. Now, there's levels to this shit and the MCU kind of glosses over them. Right. So, I mean, Thor would have had to be the one to step up. Right. And and he might have had a shot. You know, at oh, least Secret Empire. A- That's it. Sorry. There you go. You know, but let me you ask know. you this, Bello. Uh, before we go on to Billy Ray, and uh, are you are you in with the MCU for life? Is like, there nothing that they can do to make you go? You know what? I think I've had enough of this. Or are you just like along for the ride? Yeah, no, I'm pretty much along for the ride. Like even shows that I haven't enjoyed and pretty much knew I wasn't going to enjoy going into them. I've watched. Like I watched Miss Marvel. I watched She Hulk. I'm going to watch Echo, which is going to be like a five episode dump on Disney Plus because they don't even think that show is going to be worth a fuck. So they're just like, here, take all these episodes and forget about this as quickly as possible. Um, so that's that's yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much going to watch them in hopes that at some point, like like my my issue isn't that like they're going to make a fuck ton of content. Not all of it's going to be for me. Understood. 
But you got to if you want me to watch all of it. And this is where maybe I might start breaking away and stop watching some of these peripheral shows is you need to tie it in in a way that's significant. So I don't want to watch Miss Marvel. But if Miss Marvel does something that maybe leads to the next Spider-Man movie, now I got to watch Miss Marvel. And and yeah. like it, if it at least gives me enough to kind of wet my whistle in, in that capacity, I'll sit through a six episode shit show of a movie that's probably made for somebody my daughter's age and demographic. And, right. you know, in, enjoy it as best I can. But like they're going to give me that little morsel of like, hey, Daredevil, hey, Spider-Man, hey, uh, the, you know, like uh, just even like a news report of like a man with a skull on his shirt shooting people on it. You know, mm-hmm. like the, just stupid shit. Give me a little bit of teaser and a little bit of Easter egg. And that will keep me interested. But if if they continue to do it the way that they're doing it, where like the shows are in a bubble and they're very detached and very insignificant. I'll probably stop watching those at some well, point. Well, do you know what the long game is on this? They already did Endgame, and it took 22 movies, I believe, to get there. Are they going to build up for another one of those again? Yeah, is it going to so, take that long to get there, or what's what's the deal? It's going to take a long-ass time. So they actually just had a bunch of movies pushed back. Like, almost the whole next four or five years worth of movies that they had played out is now kind of the next four to six years worth of movies. The only exception to that is Deadpool 3, which just got moved up six months and will be out in May of 2024. Um, but um, the, the end, there's two end games, I guess, going on right now is one from this point, actually from when Endgame ended to the next, not the next Avengers movie, but the Avengers movie after that, which could very well end up being a two-parter in and of itself. So we might be looking at like Avengers 4, 5, and 6 before this current saga is over. Uh, but it's all going to build up to Secret Wars, where they're like every hero that's ever existed on a screen in a Marvel movie is going to be on one screen at one time fighting each other or fighting Doctor Doom or Kang the Conqueror or whoever it is that they end up putting at the very center of all of this. Um, but that's that's their end game right now. And then once that's over, they're going to start introducing their own X-Men characters for the MCU for the next 10 years after that. So... It, it's gonna be yeah like i mean i'm gonna be watching the shit until i'm a minimum 50 right yeah uh, for sure <laughs> and so and, and the thing is, is that, that they need far. to keep creating content to like keep like the theme parks going too like you know every time there's a new big movie or there's a new character they have a ride that coincides yeah. with that particular gimmick and it, it keeps is, everything fresh the one so, thing that's kind of i love about it like my daughter's super into them, which is another thing that keeps me hooked into them too is that, sure. like that's something that we can bullshit about like when we're just hanging out and she's like an angsty teen now, so like she barely wants to talk to me at all. So if I can give her like Marvel news and get her all excited about stuff, she's she's usually pretty happy with our dinners. Um, so from there, um, like yeah, like I said, like by the time all of that plays out, and like the new X Men, whoever fuck is playing Wolverine after Hugh Jackman's done ten years from now, at this point it seems like, um, you know, that'll be all getting introduced. I'm like shit, like I'm like be a fucking grandpa by the time I'm even like considering letting go of this train probably and i'll be yeah. like sitting around with my grandkids but like i remember iron man like, like, it's gonna be like <laughs> nice one grandpa let's get you to bed <laughs> that's that's gonna be a conversation i'm probably gonna have with a grandkid one day it's like yeah. i remember when the and X-Men then first came fingers. out in 2000 <laughs> yeah yeah i remember weird. getting a tear in the corner of my eye <laughs> <laughs> I remember she just wanted a cheeseburger. And her dad <laughs> I, lost I lost it right in the theater. <laughs> in front of God and everyone. 
So that is, that's pretty cool, Bell. <laughs> Bell has to take a few minutes, <laughs> calm himself down, <laughs> take a breath, buddy. It's okay. So that's why Look you're gonna, composing yourself. We're going to go to Billy Ray for his favorite character and well, tell us who it is, Billy Ray, and let us know what it was about that particular person that really attracted you to them. Well, a couple of things. Thor, right? Um, my favorite Thor was the original Thor, but at some point it changed, right? And then we got Thunderstrike out of it, and I started I started following his comic books, and I really like Beta Ray Bill. I think Beta he's dope. dope, right? So, so that's dope. I'd love to see them come around in in in, uh, in the movies. Beta Male, who? It's like a <laughs> like a like a android robot type horse headed Thor, Thor horse guy. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's dope. I'll show you. I'll send you. Okay. A okay. Um, Damn, what else was I going to say? Oh, and if they end up doing these Secret Wars movies, right, if that's what they're leading up to, uh, Spider-Man needs to be front and center, and it, it needs to all revolve around Spider-Man, which is... I couldn't believe nobody has said Spider-Man. I couldn't believe it either, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, Spider-Man is the greatest superhero in the history of superheroes. When they did DC versus Marvel way back in the day, they had who fight Superman. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man fought Superman. There was no Batman, yeah, they, Wolverine. That was all. They also that was did all the Hulk the, at one point. It's all another That thing. was all the but lower yeah. level. That was that was the mid card and the supporting. The main event at the WrestleMania of superheroes was Spider-Man versus Superman. And I always take uh, the side of of the Spider. Spider-Man is my favorite uh, uh, a superhero of all time. I've always loved Spider-Man. Um, He's I've been never, around as long as we've been alive too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's Spider-Man and his amazing friends when I was a little kid. I used to Loved watch it. reruns of that. Um, Spider-Man on Channel 5 on Fox. I mean, I hated that stupid song. Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood. It was a stupid theme song. But I love the series uh, nonetheless. Um, I love uh, the new kid that's playing Spider-Man now. I forget his name. Uh, the, the, the British kid. I, I love him. Yeah. I hate yeah, the fact that they made him as the a best kid. Spider-Man. Right, he's the best Spider-Man that uh, I hate. I loved Tobey Maguire. No, see, yeah, I loved him until yeah. I saw uh, Tom Holland, and I just, yeah, Tom Holland is fantastic. Yeah, I don't want to say I had a man crush on him. I was just saying I said this is the absolute perfect casting for a silly yeah. kid to have more power than he ever should have. Right. And, Although, and I, the kid that plays Ned is so perfect for his best friend. Everything. The dynamic right. is just amazing. Yeah. And, and another thing that I really like, I, I'm a big fan of, of Peter Parker, which kind of reminds me of Bello. I, th- I think Bello, uh, Bello would make a good Peter Parker. You know, um, I and I got a shave now, apparently. Because Peter Parker was, 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 a, was a geek, but he wasn't a full geek. And that's no, no, I, no, no. He's on to okay. something here. Don't laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a total geek. Like, like Toby Maguire is a geek, right? Yeah. Peter Parker was a geek, but he was cool. Yeah. Yo, Andrew Garfield's told Peter Parker. He's supposed to be a sixteen-year-old kid, you know. Point. Be- yeah. Bello, Be- Bello has 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 geek stuff about him, but he's super cool. You know, he really, you really are. I I hate you, but I know, cool I know, and it pains him to say it, folks. To believe yeah, it does it hurt? <laughs> it physically hurts. So yes, physically, it's fucking pain, bro. But anyway, um, love love Spider Man, and 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 the thing I love the most that they've done about this, right, is. And I was talking to my wife while watching the Spider-Verse, uh, the, the new Spider-Verse movie. Uh, I forget the name of it, Across the Spider-Verse or whatever. Um, and uh, we were sitting there and, and I really have an issue when they take characters and make that character a black character or a whatever the fuck character. I really have an issue with it. I'm like, I grew up with this guy being a white character. 
I don't care that he's white. I like that character. Keep him the right? way it is. Personally, <laughs> right? I don't care that he's a white guy. I don't care if he's a black guy. It doesn't matter to me. You know, th there were two things that I liked that was done here. And, and, and I love Miles Morales. And he's his own thing. He's awesome. Right. He, yeah. He's his own thing altogether. Yeah. They, they didn't take Just Peter like Parker. Their own thing. Right. They didn't change Peter Parker. Right. It, it, it's Miles Morales. It's a different mm -hmm. thing. You know, so I still, uh, uh, yeah. Peter Parker is still my favorite uh, Spider Man. But I love Miles Morales. Like I, I love Miles Morales, right? I, I I'm, I'm, I'm a grown ass. He's, man. I think he's widely loved. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a grown ass man, and I have a Miles Morales freaking uh, uh, hoodie. I'm, I'm a, I'm a child. Um, also, uh, I really like uh, the Falcon becoming Captain America. I think they did that in a really good way. Also, yeah. you know, it was kind of a, a, a passing the mantle. Even though that's another thing. This guy, the Falcon, would get crushed if he was ca Captain America. He'd get killed. Like, yeah, quick. And they're doing the. He's not even. He doesn't even have super serum. Like in the no, in the nothing. show, yeah, too. So he's just serum, like a dude right? with the suit. Just a regular guy. A, yeah. Right, and, and he just now got got uh, the suit from Wakanda. Like uh, you're still a regular dude. Like give him the the freaking serum. Make him yeah. make him Captain America. Like for real, because otherwise he'd be dead. But um, regardless of that, like Spider-Man's the greatest. He's he's my favorite superhero of all time. My favorite Spider-Man is is Cosmic Spider-Man. When when he got when he got those powers, uh -oh. uh, beat the shit out of the Hulk, sent him up to space. Yeah, he Captain beat up Magneto. Spider-Man. <laughs> right. He yeah. beat up Magneto. He beat up tons of people. Uh, one time Spider-Man beat Thanos. It wasn't a dream, but he beat him nonetheless by himself. Um, uh, and my one favorite time he took out the whole X-Men. He did. He did do that. I, I remember when when Eric Larson was drawing Spider Man, and um, he he would fight uh uh the Juggernaut, and Juggernaut would beat the trash out of Spider Man, and all you see was like his suit just in pieces. Mm -hmm. Every every freaking comic like tatters. Right, yeah, half right. the faces out of the mask. Right. Uh, a yeah. shout to Mark Bagley who who uh, who used to Very draw impactful. Covers. Yes. Oh, that's that's make uh, you want to buy it just by looking at the cover. Todd McFarlane did that for me. Yeah. When 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 I saw Todd drawing Spider Man, I was like, oh my god, that was I bought I bought that just for the art, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so there's wasn't Juggernaut the guy that killed Superman? That's uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Uh, I'm sorry, Doomsday. my bad. You know, it's funny you should bring that up, and this is off topic, but I was just I was walking with my son, um, uh, through through this this uh, this street here in the Bronx. And I was telling him, I'm like, we're on the way to your great grandma's house. Um, and I was like, I stayed with your great grandmother for about three or four months one time. And I was coming back and it was, it was a long, a long road from my school to her apartment. And I remember when Superman died, you know, it was, uh, I don't, all of us are old uh, enough to remember that. I think. No, um, not me. You're not. How, how no. old were you? You were, alive. I don't know. I mean, I, I, um, I was alive. I just like, yeah, yeah wouldn't wouldn't have reached me so at it that was point. Mayhem to get the comics. If you were a comic book collector, and it made the news, Superman is dead. Yep, that's right. And, and and it came in this little black bag with a bloody Superman sign. Yes, I, that's I, right. Man, yeah, I went all over the place looking for this thing, and they were like, and I was telling them, I was like, there was a comic book store here. There was a comic book store on that, and and I went to each one. I hit everything looking for it. Of course, I didn't find it. But I bought every episode leading up to it because it was a, a series. There were some on, on the Superman series or on the Justice League series. And the Justice League had a great cover. Yeah. Guy Gardner. 
Yes. And they're all crying like, and everything. Exactly. It was dope. And I yeah. picked that one up. Yeah. I picked up a few of them, but I was I was oh, just cool. telling them, giving them the whole breakdown of how Doomsday killed Superman and that whole thing around it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I did get my hands on the comic book. I traded a, a Silver or Dark Hawk. Was it Dark Hawk? I forget. I forget Dark what I traded for. Yeah. It was it was Image Comics. Um, whatever. I traded something for it and, and I was able to get it. But regardless, Spider Man is the greatest. <laughs> Long winded, but but I, I yeah, love he is him. he is amazing. He's the amazing Spider Man. Yes. So there you go. That's my fantastic choices, guys. All right. That's the shout out list. We went over. Yeah. It's funny because we 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 got here. We sat down. We really hadn't had much of a conversation leading up to the show. Like, what do we want to talk about? Oh, we got these topics. Okay, fine. And we went almost an hour and a half, maybe two hours, <laughs> talking about all of this stuff. But, you know, it's always fun getting yeah, together with funny. D. Andrew Bello and the Strangler Steve King. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Billy Ray Valentine, Mecca G. Hey, Bells, tell the people where they can find you. Hi, you can find me on the Twitter machine, at the Andrew Bello. I'm not fucking spelling it this week. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube.com slash at the andrew bello i think that's how they're doing the urls these days but yeah the andrew bello type it in i got songs up there i got me eating hot wings it's you know it's a fun time over at the youtube channel and uh subscribe and like and share and all that good shit and uh, come on back here next weekend wlr or w next week not weekend it feels like the weekend i get to see you guys it's like a it's like yeah, a mini vacation fine. The summer of Striz continues, right. ladies and right. gentlemen. He's going to be on a Friday locker room as well, most likely. I will, so I you will. You get your double dose of Striz, and I know that's not enough, but it's all we can give you, okay? <laughs> Hopefully it's not We're too trying. much. We're trying. We're trying. What's up, Striz? Yeah, I'm trying to have some fun with it. It's been it's been a great uh, summer of getting a chat about all these awesome things. Like This was a really fun conversation tonight, and I came up with the idea like around um, maybe a half an hour before I tweeted about the superhero thing. I'm like... Well, it'd be interesting to find out about people today. And somehow it just slipped its way into my oh. head and I go, I don't know, maybe not. What else do I want? And I couldn't think of anything else. And I was like, what the hell? Let's see how it happens. And it ended up being a, a very fun conversation okay. and a very, very fun listen for me to hear about all these things. Because it is such an intricate thing. And it just has such deep, deep roots. And everybody has their own choice for their own reasons. And it, it, I just love that kind of stuff. But uh, if you want to be a part of next week's shout outs, just follow me. Uh, that's T H to the E A N to the D R E to the E double L O, and or you can follow me at Stringer Steve underscore on Twitter. And next Tuesday, what I'll do is I'll throw out some sort of question if you'd like the uh, um, shout out. Just uh, follow along and answer the question, and we'll have some fun talking about it here on WLR. Also, like uh, Billy Ray said uh, on Channel Attitude on Friday, will be the Friday locker room with Ben Hameen. We tape it on Thursdays. He sends out the gimmick, and everybody can kind of watch that live. And uh, that's always a lot of fun. A lot of people get to kind of chat along and follow the conversation. So that's always a, a lot of fun, too. So check us out there and follow at Ben underscore Hameen and uh, group. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll have a link going up of when we're going live on Thursday morning. We usually do it at 6 a.m. my time, which is 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we have a good time. We usually go about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes as well there. And just have a great time talking about the biz. Fantastic. All right, Colin, yep. hit me up if you're still watching. Hit me up. Uh, not necessarily tonight, but at some point. I mean, I know we'll talk regardless, but uh, give me the 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 access to the Hami Media channel so we can stream over there too. Uh, live while we're recording the show. This will Don't go Don't make up, me come Colin. to North Carolina, Colin. Don't make me right. come down there. <laughs> give us the <laughs> password, son. Now. Now. <laughs> 
Anyway, what if uh, the password is something like Cheetos or something like that? It's Fidelio. Fidelio. That's, that's <laughs> Fidelio. Yeah, Fidelio. Uh, uh, eyes, eyes wide shut. <laughs> that's that's the password to get into the mansion where everybody's having sex. <laughs> nice. Fidelio. Right. So I, I keep that. That's that's the password to to all my all my stuff is Fidelio. That's, it's not good to know. Thanks for telling us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to change all my passwords. God my name it. is Billy Ray Valentine. What's going on, man? Check out theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com and the Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast America Unplugged. You guys know the deal. And if you don't, go find out. Hami Media Group, ladies and gents, go support over there at Channel Attitude, doing their thing. Everybody over there, what's going on? And of course, the PW Hustle with A-Track Brown, the Professor Chabella Villa Cruz, and everybody else. Uh, the, A, the A Show with April Hunter. Go check that. Um, you know, all our affiliates, all our people uh, that uh, that get down with us, you know, what's up to you? All Any right. new fringes coming out, Billy Ray? We got we 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 got a fringe up that was up for last week, which uh, we got into RFK Jr. We talked about his ass. We talked a little bit about the submersible and we talked about uh, the Bill Gates mosquitoes giving out oh, malaria, yeah. maybe. So we spoke a little bit about that new fringe being dropped uh, tomorrow. Hopefully it's on the placebo effect. It's a fun episode um, with, with a guy from Australia, which doesn't exist by the way, but um, that's what he said. I didn't push him on it. I was like, whatever, dude, whatever, man, wherever you're from, uh, let's just talk about it. So we talked about the adjacent. Right, 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 right. Exactly. England adjacent. All right. So we're getting up out of here. Bells, bells, what's going on? Bells, what you doing? Yo, bells. Hey, what's up, man? Okay, I'm sitting here waiting We're for this forever. I, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna pretend I was surprised this week. It took way too long for you to get here. God damn it! Send the people home. All right, let's get up out of here. Striz, we out, man. Yo, I like big kitties. He does, yo. Tickle bitties. Let's get up out of here. Talk to you guys next week. Bye bye. <laughs> Boom. We're still on the air. We're still on the air. We're still on.